we have uh, important area of our planet where we still have the, uh, uh, we say, pristine uh, ecosystem or, or almost pristine ecosystem, which would mean uh, not only that we have uh, uh, still preserved uh, uh, the species composition, but also that we have still preserved uh, the natural heritage that uh, uh, the uh, natural selection and, uh, has produced uh, through uh, millions of years. Hello and welcome to the LifeWatch Eric podcast, A Window on Science, from the European Infrastructure for Biodiversity and Ecosystem Research. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Julian Kenny, Communication Officer. And I'm Laura Casagli, Science Communication Specialist. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to our ongoing interviews with Alberto Bassett, Professor of Ecology at the University of Salento and Director of the Life of Cheric Service Center in Lecce, Italy. In fact, today we are trying to understand why we need to conserve biodiversity and what we can do to manage it. Alberto, you have become a regular in the podcast studio. Thank you so much for inviting me. I hope uh, uh, that uh, our a customer will not be bored uh, from from my podcast, but uh, we will try to improve from time to time. I don't think so. Our first question, look, in our previous encounters, we've found that some places on the planet have greater numbers of endemic species. Some areas, like tropical regions, have the most biodiversity and are referred to as hotspots of biodiversity. Why are these regions of the world so important? And why should we protect them? Well, uh, the, the point is that uh, we have uh, not so much wilderness in the world uh, at the moment. So there are uh, a large area of our planet uh, that basically regard uh, uh, most of uh, the Europe uh, and, uh, and part of uh, the North America, mm. where we have actually rebuilt uh, uh, our uh, ecosystem. So uh, if we consider Europe, uh, uh, Europe has changed completely in terms of uh, their ecosystem. We have uh, fragmented, destroyed the forest. We have substituted forests with other forests. Uh, yeah. In, uh, in uh, many countries, as uh, the historical one, as Greece or, or Italy, uh, Greeks and Romans have completely changed our landscape, importing uh, alien species from, from wherever. So we still are an hotspot of biodiversity as a Mediterranean. But then in this particular case, it was far from uh, what has been uh, the, the native one. While we have uh, important area of our planet, where we still have the, uh, uh, we say, pristine uh, ecosystem or, or almost pristine ecosystem, which would mean uh, not only that we have uh, uh, still preserved uh, uh, the species composition, but also that we have still preserved uh, the natural heritage that uh, uh, the uh, natural selection and, uh, has produced uh, through uh, millions of years uh, uh, 
considering to reach a level of stability that cannot be reached anymore probably or with very long time scale mm. in our European or North America, rebuild ecosystem, reconstructed ecosystem. And that is also uh, affecting what uh, the uh, biodiversity is uh, actually producing in this kind of ecosystem in terms of the services they're building. So these are actually essential part of our planet. That, that That's why we need to protect them, to preserve them, to avoid uh, that there is uh, additional uh, destruction of what uh, is actually the pristine condition. Right. Biodiversity is without doubt important in itself. Who wants to live in a world without tigers or whales, for example? There's also a cultural value in the natural world. We imbue it with meaning. But we sometimes forget that biodiversity is important for the numerous ecosystem services it provides. What are those services, Alberto? Well, uh, let me say a couple of things before discussing the services. Uh, I take this, uh, this, this freedom. Uh, that, that, yes, that, because... Uh, uh, I think it's important that we understand uh, that there are uh, functional reasons to protect biodiversity. That is not only because of the ethic value of the biodiversity, uh, or particularly the species that are closest to us. So in terms of uh, uh, the uh, vertebrates, uh, the mammals, uh, the primates that are really very close. Uh, and then we, we consider that they are important. But The, 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 the kind of uh, game that are playing in the planet uh, is absolutely essential for the maintenance uh, of our system because most of these species uh, are actually interconnecting areas uh, that uh, uh, should be uh, probably entering uh, a disequilibrium period uh, if these species are going to, to become extinct. We have uh, a sort of uh, nested ecosystem where uh, the large species that uh, with us share the biosphere are connecting different potentially isolated ecosystems, giving stability to the whole area. So that is absolutely important, it's crucial. And then it's going to be this for the terrestrial environment with the large predator. Even in Europe, we have uh, large predators in terms of eagles that can cover uh, a thousand of areas, their own range, uh, connecting a number of ecosystems that without eagles will be divided, separated. Then if we consider whales uh, in the uh, Atlantic and Pacific Ocean, they're connected. So it's uh, in incredible service that these species are producing and that is valuing uh, much, much more than most of what we other, other can consider. So we need to preserve biodiversity because biodiversity is in itself uh, an impressive value uh, and then it's uh, more than the ethic. Then part of this value, as, uh, as you were saying, is done because uh, uh, species uh, are actually playing a game And this game uh, is also producing something. For example, the chemical composition of atmosphere is almost completely a product of ecosystems. The original atmosphere of, the, of, of our planet was uh, 
without uh, any drop uh, of uh, nitrogen, without any drop of oxygen, mm. was basically composed of uh, CO2, carbon dioxide, and uh, then uh, uh, water vapor, but uh, completely different. Very similar to the atmosphere that we have now in Venus or in Mars, <laughs> but uh, uh, completely different from our atmosphere that has been actually completely changed by the evolution of photosynthesis by the evolution of plants from starting from phytoplankton and then at about 400, 450 million years ago by the first plants on, on the terrestrial ecosystem. And then they've started pumped oxygen, first of all in the ocean and then in the atmosphere, reaching the current concentration of 20% of oxygen in the atmosphere, which is allowing most of uh, our terrestrial species and marine species to live now. And that is uh, completely for free. We are not paying anything for that. Uh, we, are, uh, uh, we are actually using uh, this. And then there are another num other number of uh, crucial functions that the biosphere uh, and the biodiversity in the biosphere is producing to us uh, that is coming from uh, a nutrient cycling uh, to protection against disaster, production of food and, and other possible goods. So we can make a list. <laughs> a lot of services. Look, you mentioned there that, um, that the previous extinctions, the planet has experienced five previous mass extinctions. Um, the last one occurred 65 million years ago and cancelled dinosaurs from the face of the earth. Experts now believe we're in the midst of a, of a sixth mass extinction. If that's true, what's causing this sixth mass, mass extinction? Well, uh, we, we, there are models, there are estimates uh, that uh, are actually considering uh, the potential number of species that are going to go extinct at the moment. Mm. Most of these species... Uh, basically are species that uh, uh, we have not yet classified. Right. So uh, they are related to those, the component of the biosphere that we are simply cancelling uh, through our activity mm. by the deforestation of uh, the uh, tropical uh, forest, by the deforestation of uh, the rain tropical forest that are surely... Uh, storing uh, a, a huge amount of species uh, in the uh, uh, top level of the canopy that we have never classified simply because it's a place that is never uh, reached by human in order to make classification. That is yeah. uh, so, and then that is the point uh, also for uh, the the ocean or uh, the 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 soil that the lowest part of the soil where there is uh, a lot of life in terms of microorganisms, but then again, we don't know how much of them we are losing because of our pollution. Mm. That is one point. That is another point uh, that uh, is more important, even more important for us, uh, is that uh, we are basically representing uh, the, in terms of weight, if we are put all of us in a balance, uh, on a balance, uh, we are weighing more than uh, all other vertebrates, all other mammals uh, 
that are in the planet. Uh, our weight uh, represents 95% of the weight of uh, uh, wild mammals wow. and birds. Mm. So we and our uh, uh, and the species that we actually uh, take care of our best, we use them for our needs. Uh, then uh, we represent uh, most of, of the biomass uh, of, of mammals on the planet. Uh, then uh, we are also eating a lot of, we are consuming a lot of resources. We are consuming basically 30% of what uh, our planet is producing. So it means that uh, there is not only an effect of uh, reducing the, the habitat, uh, deforestation, pollution, and so on, but we're also uh, taking uh, an amount of resources that are driving the other species to the risk of extinction. So it's a potential mm. risk that we need, we need to take care about that. Wow. Pollution, habitat degradation, and use changes, overfishing and overhunting have caused a drop in biodiversity. Global climate change is also a factor. What happened this summer on the Adriatic Union coast of Italy reminded me also of another problem threatening biodiversity, alien species. How is biodiversity harmed by the introduction of alien species? Well, that's a, a very interesting field. <laughs> that's, that's a very interesting field because uh, uh, we are observing uh, for alien species uh, basically uh, their uh, immediate effect on uh, our ecosystem and some of the alien species uh, is becoming invasive. Mm. That is very interesting also to understand why they are becoming invasive. How is it possible that a species that was never uh, occurred in ecosystem, that is not uh, adapted to that ecosystem, actually is managing uh, to drive uh, to numerical uh, density and potential exclusion species that have had uh, hundreds of uh, thousands or thousands of years of evolution or evolution. Uh, that, 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 that's a, a clear explanation because uh, this kind of process uh, of natural selection is actually acting, uh, reinforcing the coexistence among the species that exist, mm. but not prepare these species to invasion from species that are completely outside. And so the, this kind of species can take advantage of that, uh, actually not having predators, and don't have, don't have prey that are already adapted to their uh, capacity to, 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 to prey. Uh, and therefore, uh, uh, they can become invasive in the short term. It is difficult to know what is going to happen in the long term. It is not, it's not easy to say how much is going to the long term effect on, on biodiversity. We surely know that there are uh, cases of extinction. Mm. And we surely know that we are cases of uh, naturalization. So uh, on the short term, they surely are going to be a major threat to biodiversity in terms of basically overall abundance and reducing species to a very low density. Okay. But there need a lot of research to understand which is going to be their long-term activity, particularly because, as you said, with climate change, we are going to have a lot of species that are moving north. And then we need to understand, and we have scenario to understand what is going to be the, the effect of these species in the future. Going to, 
increment the biodiversity of the temperate region are going to be make this temperate region more diverse and also with better pro that is a field that we need to address in the in the short term with more energy and also probably with more funds right wow the um my last question is about protected areas the the designation and management of protected areas is for a while has been the cornerstone of biodiversity conservation but despite an increase in the total number of protected areas in the world biodiversity continues to decline what should we be doing can we achieve sustainable use and management of territories in PAs or outside of protected areas even we need to make a distinction that is uh, important we need to uh, make a distinction between uh, what is happening uh, in uh, the uh, western country mm. uh, and what is happening uh, in uh, uh, south america what is happening in uh, southeast asia what is happening uh, in uh, in africa where the places where we have most of our uh, biodiversity so in our uh, well we should reach at a certain point uh, an amount that is uh, uh, approximately what we would like to have uh, in Europe uh, reach uh, up to 30% of uh, the territory of Europe that is going to become a protected area and probably we will manage through time but we will manage and then there are mm. part of uh, Europe uh, where we actually have the biodiversity is also going to increase uh, because of uh, different reasons and better protection, reintroduction of the number of species. We, we realized that in large part of Italy, we are going to have an increase in the population of bears. We have an increase in the population of wolves. We have an increase. Mm. There is a lot of species that were almost extinct at the national level that are going to, to recover. But uh, there's a part of our planet where we are still destroying the habitat and we are still uh, uh, bringing conditions that uh, are driving uh, to reduction of diversity. That is the point. In our place, uh, it is surely crucial also to make uh, a management uh, of uh, uh, biodiversity and ecosystem functioning outside protected area. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely important, even because with climate change, it is difficult uh, to fix protection of species inside boundary that has been fixed uh, uh, in many cases. Uh, artificially. Andre, uh, artificially, but also 100 years ago or 50 years ago or 30 years ago, and it could not be any more in equilibrium inside the protected area. Yeah. So moving to a large-scale management of our naturalists, we can say, of our wilderness, yeah of our uh, uh, even uh, newly recovered ecosystem is important. We don't need to forget uh, that uh, we have uh, a target uh, and uh, this decade is the, the decade of uh, uh, restoration of ecosystem, which is an additional point. Thank you, Alberto, for exploring with us these challenges to biodiversity conservation. We will prove again that biodiversity is a key component in human health and security. To our rest of the story, 
we all be back next month to discuss how biodiversity responses affect human well-being and how will it be affected by climate change. Alberto, you're a legend. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julian. It's always a pleasure to discuss with you, particularly when we don't know what we are going to discuss about. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good. Off the cuff, you are perfect. You, I mean, you just know it all. So no problem there. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. If you think that it has been interesting, I'm going to be really happy. And thanks also to our producer, Fabrizio Lecce. And of course, to you listeners, we depend on your support. Please contribute by sharing these podcasts so we can all learn more about climate change and biodiversity loss. Visit our website at www.lifewatch.eu and follow us on X and LinkedIn and Facebook. We look forward to your company again next time here on A Window on Science. <music>